We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Reminder coming up during the drive today at 2.15. Patrick Mahomes talks to CDOT exclusively right here on 610 Sports Radio. We'll also get back into what Patrick Mahomes had to say in the last hour or so and what Andy had to say about his health. Very good sign. Everything they're saying, at least publicly. The very overanalyzed video from our buddy Harold Kuntz over at Fox 4 shows Mahomes like walking videos. walking yes. off the, the stage, the podium, if you will, of, of the media availability. Didn't have a limp. Everybody's really focusing in on that particular video. So we'll get back into that in just a second. Real quick, though, I think this is pretty simple. Maybe you guys disagree from the text line, 913-586-7610. Someone says, got offered one sweet ticket through work to Sunday's AFC title game. They're saying they have dad guilt leaving the family at home. Won't know anybody else in the suite. I'd prefer to watch at home, but I think I should force myself to go because of the opportunity. Look, I don't know how your wife and your relationship and all that, but you say it's for work. You go to the suite. You go to you. You, you see it's for work. Your friend didn't offer it for you. You got it through work. Yeah, if you offered from a friend and you'd rather just watch it from home, that is certainly an option. But if because if it got offered to you from work. It was someone more important than you. Now, can I? Otherwise, bring, you'd be the person I, offering a, up the ticket. I'm asking this question because you basically had the exact same circumstance. I did, and I didn't la- go. And you did not go last Saturday. You could but, have gone to the suite with me as well, and work offered you a ticket, and you didn't yeah. because of family obligations, right? It's true. Um, but I had at that time the ticket was offered on Thursday. Okay. And I had already set too many things in motion. For mm. other family obligations to... I tried to remedy some the, of them. You watched the game, though, at yes, home. Yes, but it was just... It was the before okay. and after, gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It was like the kid had a soccer game right after, and it was just going to be me that was taking her, so then we had to figure out others. So it was like there was... Call up Uncle Nick next time. There were... Yeah, just like, hey, Nick, if you don't mind, right after the game, be at my house. So really come over to the game about halftime. Come to my house and then take my kid to the soccer game so I can do other stuff. Nick was in Lawrence, I think, at the KU game. So that wouldn't have worked. That's out true. Either. Also, Nick, speaking of bosses, it oh. appeared our boss was in a meeting with our even more important boss, and <laughs> you chose that moment to go into his office to get a plate. Did you wait? What did you think that that maybe was rude when a closed I, door? There was a closed door. Wait, the boss's Second, door okay, was so, closed, and you opened so it. So I have such an outstanding relationship with our boss, Steven Spector, <laughs> okay. that we are able to communicate to each other without using any words or, or verbal cues whatsoever. I'll just kind of give him a look, and he'll nod to me. He knows what that means. My look means, is it okay if I sneak in real quick and grab a plate? 
His nod means, of course. You think that of that's... Of course, you're an exemplary employee. If we asked him, <laughs> if we asked him, is that what he would say? Yes, 100%. Is he actually meeting in person or is this on Zoom? Zoom. Oh. The Zoom meeting. Yeah, Zoom, Cody, Cody Zoom conveniently is, left that part out. The Zoom part actually is not, makes it to where you can do it because she He's wouldn't have been He's in a meeting to, with his boss. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't knock. I looked. I said, okay. I, I looked. I go... Okay. And he goes, of course, Nick, I would do anything for you. That's what he said telepathically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no big deal that he went on a coffee run for me this morning. Wow. Demanding. Nope. He walked in and said, Nick, you've done so much for this station. This, th- this is a fake story. Can None I get you a happened. coffee? And I said, of course. Uh, sure. Sure, Mr. Specter. You didn't even say you didn't even do the initial sure, like, Mr. no, Spectre. thank you. Make him do the double offer. I said, I said, you would do that for me? And he said, Nick, I would do anything for you. <laughs> I don't think that's how any of this went down. What was so important that you had to have that plate? Uh, it's some leftovers. Oh, my God. Do you want to know what I'm eating? Yeah, kind of. I am eating uh, some, uh, some steak kebabs and some sweet potatoes. Steak kebab sounds good, man. A little chimichurri sauce. Cody and I have, man- wait Cody and I have managed nope. to make it through four-hour shows consistently without having full-blown meals during our show. But you, <laughs> I can't. You can't. I literally. His doctor won't let him. It's true. Dude, I, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I get so hungry. So do I. So quickly. So do I. I can't focus on anything else. I need this food to fuel me through the day. You know, when you're the kind of superior athlete Nick is. You've got to fuel your body. A lot of calories and carbs to make sure you're you know, at peak performance. A lot of athletes, a lot of athletes don't pay enough attention to recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm giving my body a lot of protein to help recover from these grueling workouts. <laughs> Those muscles in tip-top shape, man. <laughs> you don't become a muscle-bound freak on accident by just sort of lackadaisically somersaulting through life. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about here? Or is this it? That, that was part of it. Okay. I mean, there's multiple things. I can get back on that app if you want. We can look no, some more. No, I'm actually Please done with God that already. No. Please, <laughs> so God, done with that. no. Mistake? I mean, I'll admit it's cool, but also, like, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. Like, cool. It is kind of crazy they can do that. But I'm done with it already. No, it's coming back. Maybe not today, but it's coming back. Hmm. Just, this is a warning, I guess, that, that I'm not, I haven't let this dream die yet. Okay. Uh, you mentioned this with Kling when he joined us in the last segment. Uh, you, you think there's an advantage on two sides of the ball in particular for Kansas City? Yeah, I think the Chiefs very clearly have the – I don't know that anybody would argue it, honestly. The Chiefs are better on the offensive line than Cincinnati is, and they're better on the defensive line than Cincinnati. Some, I guess there is one because someone mm-hmm. on the text line earlier said, what do you mean? Hmm, they had 25 uh, more sacks. Yeah, they had, I, I looked it up, I 43 more pressures. What do you mean? How are they not better on the defensive line clearly? Yeah, I don't think so. Two things. One, I, I think the def- if we're just talking the defensive line for Kansas City, I, I don't know if that's 100% true. I also look at what has happened when they've played Cincinnati, Cody. Like, you're right. We look at the stats for the whole season. The Chiefs are the second best sack defense in football. That's a fact. That's a fact. Against Cincinnati, they are, for whatever reason, not the same defense. But their offensive line is now they worse are- than even that game. We ju- that's what everybody was saying against Buffalo. 
everybody was saying the exact same thing that Cincinnati's well, Buffalo's pass rush isn't as good as Kansas City. Everybody was saying the same thing. Now, I would like to think more than the Buffalo part. It was the fact the game was in snow. The pass rushers were were struggling. They were not able to to get after the quarterback as well when it's snowing outside and the and the footing is terrible, which was what occurred on Sunday. But the Chiefs got one sack of Joe Burrow this se- the same season when we're talking about the Chiefs having the second best sack defense in football. They got one sack and it was a give up sack from Burrow. I think it was Nick Bolton that ended up getting the sack. So yeah, I hope that that second best defense in terms of sacks shows up on Sunday because it's never shown up against Joe Burrow. It hasn't. We have not they as one thing Defensively, they have not done a Joe Burrow yet. And if you want to talk about winning the game and a big swing of what can change to the Chiefs' favor, finally get a sack and probably multiple sacks of Joe Burrow. That's the one thing they've been unable to do, even with Chris Jones getting 15 and a half sacks. All of that has not worked out in the postseason or in the regular season, for that matter, against Cincinnati. I think- that's why I think if Chris Jones gets a sack and he gets his first playoff sack, um, I believe the Chiefs win this football game. Just that? Just that one yep. stat alone? Yep. I don't think the Chiefs lose if Chris Jones gets a sack. It's hard to put into perspective because the Chiefs' leading sack guy we know is Chris Jones at 15 and a half. That's seven more sacks than Trey Henderson had, who we all know is a good pass rusher. He's just in, He had double-digit sacks last year. He's in their down year. The second-best pass rushers, relatively even. But I think that you know it's six for Karloftis and six and a half for Hubbard. But you have to remember that Karloftis is a rookie who needs way more time to come around. There's a misconception about the Chiefs because Steve Spagnuolo is so good at designing blitzes mm-hmm. and so good at doing it. It's because you're gonna when you're brand, you're like, well, not on the defensive line because if we just said defensive line sacks, then clearly they wouldn't be way better than Cincinnati. They are. They rank 20 spots ahead of them in just sacks. From the defensive line. Yeah, but that's not ever been the debate, though, necessarily. The debate has been, how do they get sacks against the elite quarterbacks? Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. They don't sack those guys. That has to change. Do we not we count that they've that got 10 ago. against Trevor Lawrence? They only play Josh Allen once this year. That's yeah, but, a too small that, of a sample The Jags size. aren't on the level of Buffalo and Cincinnati. We know that. We, well, we can't all of a sudden act like we, we've all Okay, year, well, we who's that. Cincinnati get a sack against? No one. So their pass rush stinks. We're they not, get sacks against nobody. We're not talking about the Chiefs offensive line right now. I, you and I are in agreement about the Chiefs line. I well, think they're going to fare guess both, well. Because I think they're great in both I, areas. I think the Chiefs offensive areas. line will fare well on Sunday. I really do. But on the defensive line, I'm not as sold yeah. as you are just because I have against Joe Burrow scheme, whatever you want to call it. They cannot get to Joe Burrow. Hasn't happened. If that does happen, the Chiefs are winning this game on Sunday. The if li- they don't, it's going to require a magical game from Patrick Mahomes. I still With think the, the issue ankle. in the AFC title game last year wasn't that they didn't get to Joe Burrow, so they didn't finish it. Well, sure, but no sacks, right? Yeah, I mean, um, Chris, Chris Jones had his paw on him multiple times. Yeah, there were a couple of times, more than a fair share of times, where they've done a good job. But I just, you look at the injuries across that line, and I understand that Buffalo is saying the same thing, but two weeks ago they almost lost to Baltimore. So I'm not going to take a one-game sample size. Burrow got killed. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. take a one-game sample size just against Buffalo and say, well, the Bengals line's fine. Because it's not. A majority of this season would tell us that the Bengals line is not fine and that the Chiefs pass rush has been the second best in the NFL. We got a whole season to look at that. And then on the opposite end, an entire season that tells us the Chiefs give up some of the lowest sack and pressure numbers in the entire NFL, have the best interior offensive line from a pressure-rated standpoint in the entire NFL. Their issue still tackles, and we got to wonder whether or not they hold up in this game. But they're better in the trenches on both sides. I, again, I feel, I feel fine on the O-line. I think having Joe Tooney to the right of Orlando Brown Jr. will help. They didn't the good have news that is the their defensive season. lines aren't going up against each other. Do you think the Chiefs' defensive line is better than Cincinnati's offensive line? We'll take when advantage. you tie it into scheme. I'm not so certain. Like I'm not so sure. Uh, and and even though we like the Chiefs' offensive line in this game, 
Like, I, I, I would not, let me put it this way. I would not take a bet with you that said the Chiefs will have more sacks than Cincinnati. I, I, you would, I would. I, I would be getting that at, if I said the Chiefs will get more sacks than Cincy, I would be getting it at plus money. Let's put it that way. What, if you were going to bet it, you're saying? Yeah, like the Chiefs would not be, if we're looking at over under two and a half sacks. Because I think if it was like it a Vegas be, line, they would be the favorite, wouldn't I, they? I, I mean, they have how? 25 more sacks this year. That's how. Against Cincinnati, they don't. That's one game. Vegas it's isn't going to just game. like this is, be... go, this is in three games against Joe Burrow, one sack in three games, one sack in the last calendar year in two games, one sack. And it was a gimme sack. We all like we've talked about that. So I, I, I do believe that if the Chiefs sack Joe Burrow multiple times, they're winning this football game. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you with the importance of it. It has to happen. How many sacks do they have against Mahomes? I don't have that stat for you. If you want to look it up, let me know. I, I don't have that. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at what they've done against Mahomes from the defensive line. We're talking about the Chiefs defensive line. I'm talking do about I both. Fake, I think they I have, have an fake? advantage in the trenches against both teams. Normally, I think that that would be a massive conversation in any matchup in the NFL, especially in the postseason. Hell, that's how the Chiefs got beat in the postseason for years. Yeah, I just Being don't know how I can in the be, trenches. I just don't know why I can be against this football team, why I should be confident that they're suddenly going to just sack Joe Burrow a bunch. That's what has to happen, but I, I don't know why I can be confident in that and how when it's, it, it's not happened against Joe Burrow. This same, again, the same offense that we're talking or the same defense that we're talking about being second in sacks, that was a game where even in second in sacks, they had one sack in that particular game. Yeah, but in the previous two, I don't think it counts because in the previous two, the one that like the sample size you're bringing up, that was the second, that was the third worst defensive line in the NFL in the sack department. So last year, I don't care. I don't care they didn't sack Joe Burrow. Those games are separate for me. They are not the same. If you just want to say, hey, this one time in this one-game sample size, the Chiefs didn't get to Joe Burrow, fine. But they that's one game, Cincinnati's and I watched them play for line, 17. Yeah, but Cincinnati's offensive line last year in the postseason was garbage. They couldn't do it. And yes, this but the year, Chiefs' pass rush and, and, was garbage. And this year, the Cincinnati's offensive line, while they're, they're hurt now, Cincinnati's offensive line in that particular game still only gave up one sack. And again, they didn't really give up the sack. I'm just not as sold as you are. That Joe Burrow, who gets the ball out just about as he's a top five in getting the ball out quick, yeah, he's fast. Or whatever the, the actual second number. I don't know if it's like two point five or whatever, but he gets it out like top five in the NFL in terms of uh, of, of getting rid of the football quickly. He's he's also one of the most very, sacked quarterbacks, sure. even despite that. But and that's what's fr- this is why our frustration yeah. has been very high against Joe Burrow. They why why can't they do it though? You know what I mean? That that's what I'm asking. I just you. think I I think lumping in last year though is completely unfair to two units that have performed vastly different. Like, for example, be like, hey, you didn't get any sacks in those two games last year. I'm like, yeah, of course not. They stunk. They were a bad pass rush team. They were one of the worst in the NFL. That tracks. This year, they've been much better. And you're right. In the one Again, in the one game, they haven't done it. But in a 17-game sample size, they've been as good as anybody in the NFL outside of, I think, the Eagles, right? They're the, they're the team who's 15 sacks ahead of them or whatever. Yeah. They, you know. And, again, I wouldn't say this about just any matchup. You asked me the same conversation. Like the Chiefs, five sacks against Indianapolis. Five sacks against Jacksonville. To, yeah. Six sacks against the Raiders, four sacks against Denver, six sacks against Denver. I'm just saying their, their biggest sack totals didn't exactly come up with anybody near the caliber of Cincinnati. That's all. Their like their most impressive sack performance was actually against the Niners. Five sacks against the Niners. That was their most impressive one. Pretty damn it's good Trent offensive Williams. line. Did Trent, I think Trent played in that game too. I mean, or 11, no, you know what? He was coming back from injury. Eleven sacks sure. between the 49ers and the Jags. I'll take that. Yeah, I get it. Occasionally they're but like they're not gonna have six sacks every game. Either, I guess, you know, 
Like I get the, but that's how you're. And he, what you're saying I'm not saying I'm not happen. expecting five or six sacks. Yeah, well, I'm not would, crazy. If, they, if that happens, then it's for sure a win for Kansas. State. Yeah, I'm just saying it's I think they're going to get to Burrow two or three times because they have the advantage in the trenches on both. And I don't think Cincinnati's going to spend a lot of time getting to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's going to get sacked a bunch in this game because for the same reason you mentioned Joe Burrow throwing the ball fast, Mahomes lowered his rate of throwing the ball by three quarters of a second in that game because of the ankle injury. So they're not even going to get the advantage of getting Mahomes down in a sack because he's spending too Again, much time back I'm there. not debating what the Chiefs all line is going to do. No, I, I I'm with you. We are on the to same me, page. To me, this is we're a collective same, conversation. We're, yeah. we're on the same you page. You agree with half of the argument. Yeah, the we're on the way. same page. Like I think the Chiefs offensive line is going to hold up better than people think, maybe on the national level uh, in this game, both because of the O-line and also I still think we were talking about with this with Kling. Like, the exact terminology I think Bobby Stroop, his trainer, once uses, like, he's got the most athletic spine he's ever seen, meaning he can just <laughs> twist his body and all. And so when you have a totally bad ankle, when you have a bad ankle, yeah. like, you need to find these weird arm angles and move your body in certain ways. He's able to do that because he already does that. How flexible would you say your spine is? Not very athletic. What about you? Not an athletic spine? I don't think it's an athletic spine. No. <laughs> hey. I don't think I've ever thought about the athleticism of my spine. That's hard to say. Who do you think has the most athletic spines in football? Let's rank them top five in the league. Let's do that next. Uh, how about not? But uh, yeah, Aaron Donald's uh, probably on there. I, I don't know. Yeah. He's got good bend. Athletic. Feels like a feels like good defensive end bend would be important for spine, right? Athletic spine. I mean, also, do you think he like keeps a list? I like the idea that Mahomes trainer has like a list oh. on his board of most athletic spines. <laughs> and he just like he puts stickers next to them when they accomplish something and he just like slowly tracks it over time. Is that what was holding you back in your athletic just the, yeah. the, the, Better the spine, spine. it might have been different. Spine for me. Was an I, I found something yesterday that I think really held me back. Uh, I can't remember one of those like random PR firms sends out an email, you know, we all get these crap emails or whatever. And uh it was about how the your different zodiac sign it makes you more likely to be an NBA oh, no. MVP or whatever. Okay. And uh, basically, if you were a Pisces or whatever, you had a 10.7% chance. And my month, or my sign, January, but Capricorn, yeah. uh, was the lowest. <laughs> wow, where was Virgo? So, car, I mean, the, 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 everything was stacked against me, is what I'm saying. Like People that were Pisces or whatever, five, they had an extra 5% chance of being an NBA star. This was never, never had a shot, man. Never was just never had a shot. I know, but you already won the <laughs> genetic part. You're taller than most. People. I know, but they say, look, still not going to get it. Although in your case, the athleticism part we talked about, I, you'd have to yeah. be a point guard at your height. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I don't it's need not some gonna ball happen. skills. It's not gonna just not gonna not gonna happen. So yeah, I thought that was interesting yesterday. I still think we ought to we ought to get the whole station together to play some basketball because I feel like Nick's done a lot of talking about his game. He's called himself a dead eye shooter, and I want to see this in real dude, life. That, dude, what are you talking about? I want. I mean, why don't you two play one on one? You had, you had spoken very highly of your basketball Why don't you two play one on one? And I wanted to see it in person. When did this happen? I don't know, a couple months ago. I mean, I I would probably dunk on your ass, but <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think that's saying a lot. You can't even touch rim. I would posterize you. You cannot touch I, dude, the rim. I do not like. I can put my elbow in the rim, Cody. <laughs> okay, this is a joke. You can't touch rim anymore. Anymore, I don't know if you ever could. <laughs> now he's really got him questioning it. He does. He's not sure what's real, what's yeah, not. What what height are we playing at? Regulation? Yeah, ten feet. And we playing? We playing? Uh, you know, normal rule. We playing prison rules? How we? Normal normal size Nor- basketball. Normal size basketball. <laughs> okay. We'll allow some extra contact. This is not going to be a Big Twelve game. We're going to allow a little oh. contact. I don't think you want that. <laughs> I think so. I like to play bully ball, old school. Okay. I'll back your ass down. And then just posterize you. 
I mean, I would pay to see that happen. Nick posterize me? Yes. He's not capable of it. He's describing an impossible act. (laughs) You sound nervous. We'd have to play a six-foot goal. You sound nervous. (laughs) I'm not nervous. Uh Uh-huh. I'm also not overinflated about my basketball. I'm going to stand over you two after I dunk on you. (laughs) I'll bet you $20 right now you cannot touch rim. We'll we'll find out, won't we? You can just tell us. Organize that game. I've already told you what I had to say. Hmm. Organize the game, and then he's threatening to posterize my ass. Okay. Someone wants to know who's going to guard who in the in the post if we play like a five on five from the station. I think I'll garner a double team pretty quickly. <laughs> you and Rob are the closest in height, so I guess you're our post players. I guess. Bank? Bank can be in the post a little bit too. Yeah. I was trying to think about I don't know. I don't want to think too hard about this. Morning show lines up against each other. Nick and I line up against each other. You and Rob line up against each other. Karen Tink and Ref. Why is Carrington right? I don't have an eighth person. I didn't see Dusty and Carrington can line up against each other. There you go. I'm glad we had that conversation. (laughs) Let's talk about a 610 basketball game. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending and we'll get back into Ankle Watch here on 610 Sports Radio. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, we heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes earlier today got an update on where things are at and right now practice is actually going on the media is allowed to watch the first 15 minutes or so the open portion of practice Mahomes is there the expectation according to Andy is he will be a full participant they're going to see but that's the expectation we'll get the final word on that a little bit later on this afternoon and then uh, Patrick Mahomes acknowledged that they're going to he's going to kind of push it today see how it reacts Uh, and I think tomorrow might even be a bigger indication Cody like is he able to be a full participant multiple days in a row uh, does, does that really matter? How does yeah. he feel from that? But a uh, good sign and uh, for Patrick Mahomes in terms of uh, where he's at. He even admitted that he's kind of in a better spot than he thought he would be with the recovery of the ankle. Well, McCole Hardman expected to practice too. That's big. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Clyde, pra- you know, everybody on the field together. I don't know. Maybe you get a healthier Chiefs team, right? Like you mentioned with McCole and, and Patrick, there's a chance that this could actually they, move the needle a little they bit. They still are. To this point, if you look at the four teams playing, they still are the healthiest team that is playing this weekend. Yeah, they That's are. That's what's kind of crazy. Even though your quarterback's got the ankle injury, like they're still the healthiest Eagles team. Eagles aren't real hurt, but. They had a couple guys on IR earlier, but yeah, I get yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like the, the the notion, though, that the Chiefs are like some banged up, they're really not. They're actually pretty damn healthy. Next up on Watch Training, the Associated Press has announced this morning some of their league finalists, including Patrick Mahomes who will be a finalist for both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Typically, you do not win both. That's not how it works. You win the MVP. They give Offensive Player of the Year to the Justin Jefferson. We all get to cash our tickets and move on. As not to be expected, uh, Andy Reid's not a finalist for Coach of the Year, but Chris Jones was one of the three finalists for Defensive Player of the Year, which I think is fair. He was one of the best defensive players this season. I still think it's going to be Micah Parsons. Not Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick Bosa, who wins it. But of the, of the finalists, I, he should be in that conversation. We said it early in the year. I thought he should be a finalist. He made that honor. Next up on what's trending college basketball locally, the Missouri Tigers got a win against Ole Miss, 89-77. K-State was up in Ames last night. They did lose 82-76. 
to the Iowa State Cyclones as the Big 12 just continues to be a gauntlet and anybody can truly beat anybody on any given night, it seems. And certainly we've already learned that as it continues to tighten up. KUK State will play next Tuesday at Allen Fieldhouse. That was a close at that. K-State game was close. They fought back. Iowa State had the advantage, but still. Next up on Watch Training, Sean Payton set for an interview with the Arizona Cardinals this week. That after the reports this week, that the Broncos definitely want Sean Payton as their next head coach, but it's up to Sean Payton to decide. Seems like he's going to date a little bit more. He's going to Odell Beckham this situation. Fly from town to town, interview from interview, look for the best possible landing spot for him. What is the best job for Sean Payton, considering whoever signs him yeah. is going to have to give up draft assets in order to get him? So in a way, you hurt yourself from a coaching perspective. Kyler's probably about as good as it gets as far as, far as like an available quarterback, right? I mean, so I don't like, want to get stuck the, with Russ. The Broncos are a better organization, typically historically. Yeah, new owner, um, we don't know but, that now. But but when you look at well, just the tradition, the fan base, the tradition, all that. But like, yeah. as far as actually where I would, I think because of the draft capital and everything, I I, don't, I think Carolina in the division, that's actually where I would be interested. The report is that he has no interest in going to Carolina, though, Sean Payton. But that's actually, I think, a better job considering the division than it than leads on. Payton wants a winner um, The Colts, like Jim Irsay, is, is a little crazy, uh, but he certainly wants to win. Like, he's willing to do that, although the report is now that Eric Bieniemy and Jeff Saturday are the two finalists. That's the report from Mike Florio, perhaps. Please get the job, Bieniemy. Um, if it's Saturday, that is all about Jim Mersey. That's all that is at that point. Yeah, Ballard couldn't even blame himself um, at that rate. Lastly, on what's trending, kind of a fun update to something we talked about earlier this week. You guys remember uh, the baked potato girl, for lack of a better way to, to phrase who that individual does is. Does she have an actual name? Do we I'm, know? Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure she does. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm, yes, I guarantee you she has a name. Yes. It's I, not I, better than baked I, potato girl, I, though. I can guarantee you she does have a name. I just don't know what it is. Um, but baked Baked potato girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nikki. There you go. Nikki. How about that? Nick? Cute. Nikki. You like the name? Absolutely. So, Nick. Did you date a Nikki? Sure. So, Hy-Vee caught wind of the baked potato that she brought into the stadium. So, now they've offered up a potato bar tailgate for her and her friends out of the game. So, it'll take place in Lot D. Kicks off at 1230 on Sunday. It's great. Stop by, get yourself a little baked potato before the game. I have to stop by a lot. So I think it's very obvious that our whole idea of having a bunch of people eating baked potatoes in the stands is a slam dunk. Yes. A bigger slam dunk than me. There's going to be a baked potato bar. You could get it at the stadium. You don't even have to drive in there. The The problem is they're just going to eat one right there, though. Because they're going to be a bar. They're going to put their topping, a little bacon, uh, a little cheese, a little pack sour it up, cream. Wrap it up in that foil. Take that bad boy in the stadium. And 100 people between the first and the second quarter, get that baked potato out and take a bite. Go meet Gold in the 100 section. From somewhere. the 913, I literally turn on the radio. Baked potatoes still. This is an update. All right? <laughs> this is an update. High V stepping up to the plate. There's your update. That's what's trending. We're just trying to keep you up to date. What's going on? It is BYOB for that little baked potato bar, by the way. Maybe Vinny Pasquantino will stop by. We know he's going to the game. That's he's confirmed. He's still looking for a That is a confirmed. Tailgate. He is, but it's confirmed. Vinny Pasquantino will be at Arrowhead. You know, potatoes get a bad rap for being too starchy. Like, not the Potatoes mo- are great. They're nutrient-dense, man. Who? Love potatoes. Who trashes potatoes? A lot of people. A lot of people in the community. No, I think no. potatoes might be one of the most universally loved yeah. foods potatoes, on Potatoes, there's so many different... Var- like What's you your can, favorite you can- way to eat a potato? French fry. Ooh, so that's what I've do. I've done most frequently in my life is the, that way. But the best, uh, baked potato slash potato mashed potato. Number one. I really like a good baked potato, but mashed potatoes are. I mean, again, this speaks to the the greatness of the potato. You know, very baked versatile. Pot- baked potato, twice baked potato, mashed potato, top three. Cody's correct. Fries high because 
you end up eating those probably more than any other type of potato, but it's not necessarily the best. Think about cheesy potatoes. You can think about potato chips. You cheesy can think potatoes about- are similar to mashed potatoes, though. I mean, they're like they're, they can kind of. I know, but no. like au gratin, those are not the yeah, same as mashed hash, potatoes. Are you hash, kidding? Hash browns. You know the problem with the hash browns? I don't feel like I need it just any time of day. I feel like I need. I don't feel oh. like it's an evening. Oh, I don't think it's yeah, an evening it potato. It for is me. in this household. Like <laughs> it's a, you know, we're eating Brenner or something, right? What about just like, about just like seasoned roasted potatoes? You know, also fantastic. Right? We're eating like Those a barbecue. Little, the, my favorite, you know, the little yellow, like the small golden potatoes. Yukon gold, oh Yukon yeah, Yukon gold, fantastic potato. A little salt, pepper, and like olive oil on the outside, and you roast them in the oven. Mm-mm-mm. Fantastic. I'm hungry. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for that, buddy. Nick already ate his yeah, kebabs. Nick, so he's good. Nick, I had Nick had sweet a, potatoes. Nick had a full-blown meal in the middle of our show, as he, as he typically... And look at me now, full of energy. And my muscles said, thank you. He talks like he's a kid sometimes. My big, strong muscles. Nicky needs things in his tum-tum to make him feel strong. I didn't say that. That's pretty much what you said. That's pretty close to how it sounded. Texan wants to know: Does Mahomes, you think, like ketchup on potatoes, like on his baked potato? I yes. You I think? think so. I don't think so. He already got. If he's having a baked steak and baked potato, the ketchup's already on the steak, so he doesn't need this. He doesn't need the ketchup on the baked potato. Yeah, but these are the kind of questions that I'm sure Carrington is asking Patrick Mahomes when he joins him at two fifteen today. You'll hear that on the drive exclusively. I'm sure Carrington's going to talk about potatoes and ketchup. Guarantee it. I would think so. He's not going to ask him about that. But I'm not going to ask him about his ankle. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about his ankle. Which, See if by we the can way, get him behind on this potato thing. We, of course, we get Patrick Holmes on there, we might get a thousand people eating a potato. Hmm. You don't think so? No. We did hear from Mahomes earlier today, though, and I, I think you got to feel good about where things are progressing right now. I mean, we, not only was there the first the photo on Monday night that came out of him doing some his, uh, rehab at a local facility. And then you've heard Andy on a Brady podcast yesterday. You just heard from Andy on 610 here a little bit earlier talking about how they think he has a chance to be a full participant today at practice. That's pretty wild. I did not think that was even in the cards today. I don't think, no. I mean, I, I, not after the, the game injury, but if you hear him talk about it like he did today, I would say this was as good of an update as we could get. I don't know that you could ask for more considering what you saw on Saturday heard about what high ankle sprain it is, know about that injury, and then get to this day and be like, well, it looks like he's jogging. Like, I'm watching video of him jog on a field. I'm like, looks pretty comfortable. Yeah, it looks like 375 and a rushing touchdown to me. That's all I need to see. Oh, you're giving him a rushing yeah. touchdown. You think yeah. he looks that good? Yeah, man, like, I just saw, you know, jogging around. You made fun of me yesterday for saying stretching. I wasn't worried about it at all. Yeah, the uh, the rushing touchdown, I think, is in the cards. Look, when he played Cincinnati last time, he went air Mahomes on everybody. So, you know, why not? Just because it's Mahomes, he'll get a rushing touchdown. That'd be a pretty good end of the story for the, you know, remember we were talking about, like, the Kirk Gibson moment. That'd be pretty good if he decided to get a rushing touchdown for, you know, I guess in this case it would be seven days after getting a high ankle sprain. Yeah, he Nick, looks if there fine. Was, if there was ever a week for Andy to do the QB sneak and nobody sees it coming, you know, do it the week where you're already concerned. Andy's got the ankle injury. Wouldn't be coaching malpractice at all, but this would be the week. Nobody would expect Andy to have the first QB sneak with Mahomes in two and a half years or whatever. It is. I still what think if it's he egregious. Did, he doesn't let him do it. What, but, I, yeah. I agree. What if he did the quarterback sneak game winning touchdown? Oh, all timer, but all timer, but Mahomes aggravates his ankle. Well, then it's not worth it. No, oh, oh aggravates ankle or, or hurts the kneecap again? 
Aggravate the ankle. Ankle? Oh, aggravate the ankle. He's got two. I like weeks. that he said the thing you said or a completely different thing you said. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the ankle. The ankle, he would have two weeks. He'd have two weeks. As long as it didn't mean he broke the ankle. Yeah, I'll take the risk. Yeah, if he, he got he back in like four days. Yeah, yeah, as long as you're telling me he didn't break it, then yeah, then go for it. Well, according to Cody, he can't. He can't die. He's like Wolverine. So yeah. even if he did break the ankle, he'd probably play in the Super Bowl. Mm. You just like put pins in it and be like, I'll be fine. Just no. just no. let me stand back there. Don't put that out there. I didn't. He did. And also, <laughs> it's when you're looking at, like I think a lot of this is like the things he got asked in the press conference. Do you think that we have, do you, they have to change the game plan? Do you change? I know, I know he can't run. He's never going to be able to – I don't think he's going to be able to run the way he does normally in a game where you can expect Mahomes to go for 30 or 35 yards and a couple of those things are going to be first downs. All I need is enough mobility that when that pressure does come occasionally from Cincinnati that he can still make time for those things to come together because as much as we talked about the weapons earlier, there is still an amount that I think Andy schemes a lot of guys open, but Mahomes helps guys get open by buying a little bit of time because they don't have the superior weapons – that they've had even in past years. Kelsey can get himself open all on his own. I think there's a lot of players on this team that still require either Andy or Patrick helping them buy time to get open against a good secondary. And I think that that's, that's the part of the ankle I want to see, how it responds today sure. and then what, what happens after that. Prior to Mitchell Schwartz going on the drive yesterday, I, I, I thought that the game plan would have to be tweaked a little bit. You know, you're going to have to get the ball out quick or whatever it may be. But I'll be honest, like hearing this, and I'll play it for you, what Mitchell Schwartz said yesterday to see it out on the drive. Listen to this and, and tell me it doesn't make you think that, oh, maybe they're just going to actually continue with the normal plan. I would imagine that things don't change too much. Um, again, because that Raiders game, like we still put up a bunch of points. We still ran a, a pretty vertical offense. Like I think if you were to conceptually think, what do you do with a quarterback who's a little bit injured and maybe can't move as well, you would say, all right, well, you limit his pocket mobility, so you don't move the pocket, you don't really run the play actions, you don't run as much kind of under center stretch game where he's got to you know, run further to hand the ball off, um, go to a more quick passing game and try to get the ball out of his hands so that he doesn't have to evade the rush, he doesn't have to sit there too long. And again, we didn't do any of that back then. We just kind of ran our offense and trusted that you know Pat was able enough to do it, and obviously he's tough enough that he's willing to do it. So I, I just I don't think – the offense is going to change too much. I think the biggest thing is what Cincy does on defense and if they try to force the issue, especially early, to see you know kind of what his limits are in terms of the, the mobility and how able he is to, one, evade the, the rush, escape the pocket, and two, uh, kind of plant and be able to drive and, and force the ball down the field. We know they're going to want me, so they're going to try to get pressure on the Chiefs early, but hearing Mitchell Schwartz say, hey, ankle injury 2019, next game against the Raiders, everybody thought we were going to change everything up, and no, we do what we do. Like that gave me some hope that maybe, you know, this talk that they're going to have to change it. Maybe not. Maybe as the game goes on, if it becomes an issue, sure. But going in, I, maybe there's a chance, Cody, it's the same game plan. A reminder, he went for 400 yards and four touchdowns he in did. that game. So he was tremendous. He didn't re-aggravate the ankle until weeks later. And that's not even the same concern as it was before, right? I mean, they'll he can only re-aggravate in two games, hypothetically, right. and then have an entire offseason in order to heal his high ankle sprain back to being normal before the season starts. I... I know it's a different ankle, too, and Mahomes even talked about that today, how, you know, one ankle, he was, the last ankle uh, injury he had, which was on the left, so he was landing on it when he would throw. This one, he's using the, the bad That's ankle the push. to push. So it's, it's a different, uh, it impacts how he throws differently. We saw it impact the way he was throwing in that game, mm-hmm. but he already looks so much better. 
than just a few days ago. It was really reassuring for me to be like, oh, I thought it was going to be worse the next day when I woke up. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. And then it's like just treatment every day, every second of every day, trying to make sure that that ankle's got any kind of flexibility in it. Because the the scary part is what you mentioned, I think maybe yesterday, which is when you get a quarter or two and he's looking fine, okay. The fourth quarter, how's that thing feeling? Right. You go in there at halftime, you sit for a minute, you go back out there, you take a shot, you get sacked, you know, you get hit up even in the upper body, but you go down in the third quarter. How's that thing feeling in the fourth quarter where this game will absolutely be decided if anything about the matchups don't you think he's between getting, uh, these two teams have taught us anything? Don't you think he's thinking a shot? Don't you think he's getting a little shot at halftime or something? A little Tylenol. It's not Tylenol, but a little Tylenol, a little ibuprofen. What was the one that they, 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 they got in trouble? Toradol. That was the one they got in trouble for. I think there's Getting something. A little too loose don't, you think there, don't you think there's something there likely know. going on? They don't really peel behind the curtain on that very often. Well, there's for us. Yeah, yeah. That is HIPAA, Nick. <laughs> he said it like you were the person yeah, bringing it up. I didn't say up. anything. <laughs> Nick's our medical expert on the show. He's Nick, been established. Is it, is it HIPAA to ask Andy Reid if he's going to give Andy or Patrick Mahomes <laughs> a shot of Toradol at half? Is it HIPAA to ask? Yes, but it's not HIPAA for Andy to answer. I don't think that that's right. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Do I need to fact check that? Just trust you? I thought that's why you asked me. Either mm-hmm. way, I think we all know there will be there has to be some sort of pain management. Look, he got back in the game on Saturday against Jacksonville, uh, and he, he said he felt better than he thought. Yes, there was a That's called yeah, anyway. two things. I think two I think they probably he applied two things. Dirt and toughness. That's it. Actually three things and grit. That's it, huh? Yeah. You ever heard of those things? I've heard of them. Guess yes. what? Doctor can't prescribe them to you. <laughs> Either have it or you don't. Well, mm-hmm. except for the dirt, you can just find it. Uh-huh. That's what they do in Texas, man. Just rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Let's get back yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a coach actually tell you that? Yeah, golf coach. Sophomore year. Golf coach told yeah. you to rub some dirt <laughs> on it? Hello, golf, hello golfer's <laughs> album, man. It was <laughs> so oh my And so, goodness. you know, and I came right back this out guy, there. He's, this is the guy who's coming. He's got a dunk. He's got the athletic spine. I came right back out <laughs> the there. I came spine. right back out there. Guess what? Finished seventh at a JV golf tournament, Perry, Lake Perry uh, golf tournament. Did you rub and, some? And, I, and you know what? How the many golf, participants? And I'll tell you what. The golfer's elbow, when, when you're just out there just reining in birdies, you don't feel the elbow. It's not until the day <laughs> later when you wake up and yeah. say, man, that thing's worse than I thought. But Look, you're right, Nick. On a golf course, nobody knows about the birdies more than Nick. Yeah. Thinking of the birdies, did you rub some dirt on the geese you ran over? No, but I did. I did. Well, I, well, I piled dirt <laughs> on top birdie. of it. I, I piled dirt on top of it when you I gave it a it? funeral. Yeah. Did was, you just, what'd you do with the body when it was... <laughs> I threw it into some tall grass. Oh man! You 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 picked it up. Did you well, yeah. did you, you did, did you say pick some up words? The dead goose by the neck and threw it into the the neck was it. broken and snapped. You said, but it's a three foot neck, dude. You grab it. <laughs> you did not grab. It was the geese. not. You did the, not grab the geese and listen, just chuck it. Into it the, wasn't all the way dead when I chucked it into the and I didn't. I think said its eyeball was out. It was. Wait, so you so had a chance a, to save its life and you still chucked it. it That's was even on worse. Its way so you had to watch it die. It was on the road to death. And you know what? That goose was probably going to hell, by the way. But we don't need to get to that conversation. I threw it into the the tall grass, therefore creating an easy meal for the coyotes that would assuredly come past it that night. So in a way, I was just continuing the circle of life that would have taken place anyway. Like that coyote would have ended up killing that goose eventually. It would have had a less painful death. It would have been quicker. We don't know that. More, well, the one you gave it was pretty brutal. 
Eye popping out, still alive, being tossed into tall grass to slowly die. Well, geese aren't real animals anyway. They don't. Well, we know how you feel about them. Again, you ran it over with a golf cart. Yeah, but he's made it very clear he doesn't believe. I was uh, trying to put it out of its misery. He's made it very clear he doesn't think they offer anything uh, to the ecosystem. He doesn't believe if geese were all gone, he thinks we'd all just. I mean, there'd be way less of their crap all over the side. Way less poop everywhere. Yeah, it would be cleaner. That's unhealthy. I think it would be a better world. That's unhealthy. There's got to be some benefit to them somehow. Somebody's got some reason, right? That's something they provide. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Feathers for rich people's jackets. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah, there'd be less. There'd be less, you know, really warm parkas up in Canada. You never heard of that brand, Canada Goose? No. They they sell like really expensive coats. I actually also turns out they use geese feathers. Tax line's right. It is illegal to kill one, so that was a problem. Anyway, it was an accident though. He said, "Sorry, I'm a bit of a badass. <laughs> Play by my own rules." Who's committing the most felonies on this show? Let's- Nick. I you haven't just, committed any felonies. That's a stupid that, question. Someone said that was a felony. <laughs> so that's one. Whatever. That's dude. one more than anybody else. <laughs> Prove it. Committed several misdemeanors. You have? Several? Who's been incarcerated for the most amount of hours? Uh, mine's like eight total. No, well, actually, maybe Nick, did you spend total? overnight? No, I've never been in jail. Oh, well, then Cody's. He's only been handcuffed many times. That's they right. released him. That's right. He's talked been his way out of Handcuffed twice, it. never went to jail. Either okay, time. so you have the most felonies. I have the most jail time. I don't have the most <laughs> felonies. Stop saying that. Nick's been handcuffed a few more than twice, I think, word. at this point in time. A few more than twice, but I'm not sure. Have you ever been handcuffed? I have not. What about in a non cop situation? I, no, yeah, what about, in the, what about intimately? <laughs> that's what I was alluding to with Nick. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't pick up on that, but uh, that's what I was alluding to with Nick. Would you be open to that? When you're not having this conversation. <laughs> well, why not? If we not with not us, have, then who would you have we the would conversation not have that with? Conversation. Off the air, maybe? No. But the text like line a, yeah. thinks you're a monster, so you have that going for you. Uh, you're talking about Cody, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so that time. For being behind bars so long. Must be a monster. That's what they're saying about you. Hey, look. All those crimes you committed. This is really... This is a prison system issue. Nothing to do with me. Oh, you're bl- oh, you're not taking responsibility for your legal troubles. Oh, really? Troubles. Wow. And now you're weighing in on the United Wokey States tap penal system. Woke is back. Woke e tap. Been a while. Five seconds left in the show and had to come hard with that wow. one. Wow. We're back at it tomorrow from 10 to 2. The Drive, CDOT's one-on-one conversation with Patrick Mahomes coming up at 2.15 right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.